When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, I'm Jacob Feldman. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the What's Old is New Again sports business podcast, The Sportacast. Jacob Feldman, our returning champion, really excited to have you here today. Um, Scott is traveling back from the from the Super Bowl, not able to join us. And honestly, I, I, better that way. If Scott and I tried to talk about this topic, <laughs> I think um, I think it would not go nearly as well as, as it is having you here. Some huge news that broke on Tuesday evening or afternoon, rather, depending on where you are. Uh, a tie up between Disney, ESPN, Fox. And Warner Brother Discovery is creating a streaming sports bundle of sorts. There's no name. <laughs> there's no price. We don't have many details. But uh, I am excited to learn from you. And I think our, our listeners probably are also. I want to hear everything. But let's start with your top line thoughts. I was shocked when this news came. The the There's no secret the challenges that the streaming world and sports media world is having right now. This was not on my bingo card of possibilities, but give me your gut reaction when you saw the news yesterday. We did it. It's over. <laughs> streaming wars behind us. The great powers have, have sat down in the halls of Versailles. They've, they've, they've figured it all out. Uh, no more worries. No more getting texts from parents and uncles asking how to watch things. Uh, no more getting complaints about I don't remember my password. No more trying to figure out who's logged into my espn plus account somewhere around the world uh yeah that that was it and then i read the details and i was like oh uh maybe not <laughs> so, so so what is what in the details what did you see that that that, that walked you off of this being kind of the yeah. start of the great panacea again for sports fans <laughs> we, we we can walk through it so i think the biggest questions as you start to get into the details are are what are you getting and how much is it going to cost right so on the what you're getting front as you mentioned it's those three companies it's their sports-related channel. So the expectation here is that this is going to include ABC and Fox, the traditional broadcast channels, in addition to every cable channel that sometimes have sports. So TBS and TNT don't always have sports, but the expectation is that they'll be part of this bundle as well because sports are a driving factor for their, their rights fees for everything else. Um, so you're getting 14 channels is, is, I believe, what that comes out to when you add up all these different channels. And you're not getting... CBS's channels, uh, primarily CBS and CBS Sports. You're not getting NBC's channels, uh, which USA is now where a lot of their sports air on cable. You're not getting any local channels. So your your yeses, your MSGs, your your Bally Sports on down the line. Uh, and you're as of yet not getting NFL Network, MLB Network, Tennis Channel, NHL. So 
this is not a full all-in-one, all-you-can-eat buffet sports streaming service of your dreams, right? This is a much closer to we've seen Sling, right? Comes out with a couple different packages at different price points, different options. We've seen YouTube TV. We got a base price. You can add certain sports things. To me, this sits somewhere between those, and, and we, we can get to the price point in, in a second here. But this is this product is for somebody who wants to watch sports, ideally sports that Fox, Warner Brothers, and ESPN have the rights to, but doesn't want to pay the full cable bundle, which generally probably means you don't really care about news, you don't really care about kids' entertainment, uh, and then some of the lifestyle reality stuff. I, I think are the other kind of key temples at this point of the cable bundle that you're okay forgetting, and maybe you're saving. 10 20 30 dollars by getting rid of that maybe yeah maybe it's it's so interesting one of the things you and i have talked about this before but the 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 modern streaming era it stands out to me just in how bad it seems to be for almost (laughs) every participant in the process right the for so long the, the cable bundle was so incredibly good to companies like espn they were getting paid twice they were getting paid by uh, essentially in, in the carriage fee department and also by advertisers and they were bidding up the price of sports and bidding against each other other companies that had similar economics and it was great for teams everything and then as as people started cutting the cord we ended up in mm-hmm. this world where things were not particularly cheaper it was way more fractured so sports fans were, were actually i think in a lot of ways more upset in this world the the economics <laughs> yes, for companies yeah, like for disney sure. totally evaporated they were pushing toward people towards a streaming service that was hemorrhaging money <laughs> the, the good economics were disappearing because people are, are leaving i know i'm oversimplifying mm-hmm. here but sure, we ended up sure. in this world in the past few years where it was it was really bad for these companies and really bad for sports <laughs> fans also, right? Yeah. Um, and and I do wonder if this is the start of a shift back towards things being better for sports fans seems like the easier case to make right now than this being some economic solve for the a lot of the challenges that that are coming from the the, the, the disappearance of the cable bundle unless you, unless you think I'm wrong. Um, yeah. No. I th- but but I think this does great... feel good for fans for a start at least, right? <laughs> at least one piece of the it's of, an, of, of, of the system gets gets maybe it's an a option. Yeah. Right. It's another option. Right. Is what it is. So it'll be right for some people. It won't for other people. And and that more options, I think, you know, on its face is always better for for consumers. Um, I do th- agree with you as well that this is a sign. I would say this is actually more of a reaction to things getting better for sports fans. I, over the last two years, we've seen, after five years of rumors and, and speculation, we've seen the streaming giants, Amazon, YouTube, and Netflix, get interested in sports, right? So for a long time, they said, oh, these sports rights are too expensive. We don't need real live sports. We can do it with other programming. We can do it with user-generated commentary. We can put highlights on YouTube, and, and we'll get people that way. Over the last couple of years, as they've looked to maintain the subscribers they've built, look to reach new audiences, they're increasingly getting into sports. And, and UPTV, we can get, get into this just announced that they have 8 million subscribers. It's become the largest of these virtual cable alternatives. And, and to me, I see what Disney, Fox, and, and Warner Brothers are doing um, as responding to those and saying, we don't want mm. the, the sports hub sports bundle sports center uh to, to use a too cute of a word to live on netflix or youtube or amazon or apple we want we want to be a key key driver of this because we were a key driver in the last ecosystem so this to me is a response to that 
um, as much as anything else. The, 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 the new joint venture, whatever you want to call it, the new, the new product, mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the companies announced they were all going to be one-third partners in it. Mm-hmm. Um, which does not mean that all the economics are equal. And, and, and I'm, right, I'm sure right. the way that they share ad dollars is not going to be a third, a third, a third. Two of these companies are, are coming into this with NFL rights, which, as we talk <laughs> about, is the most valuable thing on television yes. or streaming period right now in America, it seems like. Um, but I, I am curious how, how you think these companies are going to go about figuring out we all own a third, but but we're coming in here with very different rights and very different mm-hmm. uh, cost of those rights and very different years stability on those rights <laughs> and different networks, as you as you laid out earlier. How do you think you go about deciding who, who's getting more of the of, of the money that comes into this thing moving forward? Yeah, it's a fascinating question. My understanding is, at least at launch, again going back to thinking about this as another competitor to YouTube TV or Sling TV that are work similarly. So each as you know, in the bundle, each channel has a certain price that those distributors are, are, are paying per Car- subscriber, right? Carriage fee, essentially. Carriage right? fees, yeah. exactly. So ESPN, just just ESPN, the channel ESPN, I believe, as Anthony Cooper knows these numbers more exactly, but I believe $12 per subscriber is what YouTube TV is paying Disney every time someone signs up for YouTube TV. So I believe they're going to use those numbers. So I, I think add up all of ESPN's networks at somewhere in the $20 range, uh, Foxes are somewhere in the $8 range and, and Warner's is somewhere in the you know, f- 5 to $10 range, maybe $12 range as well when you add up uh, their, their network. So that's how you get into this 35 or $40 per month expectation that people have for how much is this going to cost. Then you add on, obviously, the technical uh, you know, expenses and, and the marketing fees and, and you know, these companies want to turn a profit. Or, so that's how you, you add another 10 bucks onto that and that's where you get these $50 expectations. So, so that's kind of the range we're talking in and that's my expectation of how they're going to break these things up and it it is going to be fascinating to see as you mentioned over time how that all nets out and and whether you know if it becomes clear that the the football rights are all that matters that those companies get a little more or they actually need the the spring and summer rights to maintain the subscribers that 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 is all going to be worked out but first they need to get people to sign up for the service And, and the timing of this is also really interesting right so fox announced their earnings report this morning we're recording this just before uh wednesday afternoon when disney reports there so this is all kind of tied into these massive businesses trying to pivot um to this new world and my sense is a lot of these smaller details are still being fine-tuned and and this is it sounds like uh the fox executives mentioned this morning or wednesday morning when you're listening to this um that this has been in the in the works for months um but still still work to be done before an expected launch in in the fall so i want to play a game with you real quick Uh, close your eyes um, imagine right. you are, I'm going to give you some names here and I want to hear how, how you think they react to news like this. Yeah. Uh, okay. You are Mark Lazarus, the chairman of NBC. Uh, you see this announcement come, come across NBC, obviously not, not part of this. Mm-hmm. What, what is your read on what this means for Comcast, for NBC, for NBC sports? Yeah. It's a challenge to Comcast, right? Because in addition to being a content owner, they're also one of these distributors. They're one of the biggest cable companies. Uh, and, and so in as much as this ends up increasing the pace of cord cutting that's a massive challenge for them i I think the flip side uh you know the case they're probably you know managing up right now is that hey people are moving in this direction anyway this is mainly a a cord never product that's how the fox executives pitched it on wednesday morning to their investors uh this you know the 60 million people who don't have cable if they sign up for this then maybe they're also going to need uh they're going to need peacock right the the nbc streaming product And, and so then peacock can maybe maintain more of a 
direct relationship um, and, and be more of an, an add-on, whatever, however you think about it. That's, that's what you see. But, I mean, your, your first reaction is always going to be FOMO, right? You're being left out of this thing. Uh, and, and, and what's that mean for you? Okay, now you're Adam Silver. Your, your, your NBA is in talks right now with some of these very companies and some others. Yeah. You, you care very much about competition for sports rights more broadly. Um, mm-hmm. Is this and what it pretends for the future good for the NBA and, and other premium rights holders? Is it bad? Is it, is it a wait and see? What, what's your gut there? Again, I, w- I would say this is good. This is a sign that these companies still value sports. They're, they're not going to just say, you know, sports don't really work in this economic environment. We're going to move to other stuff. We're going to spin off these companies, whatever. They're saying, we need to figure this out. This is critical to us. And the success of the service is going to hinge on the rights, right? And so in a sense, as these companies try to stand up sports alone, uh, the sports rights become more important than ever because you're not bundling it into Fox News and hmm. uh, the Disney Channel and all these other other channels as well. So it's, to me, I know there was some speculation that, oh, these companies now don't need these rights as much because they're bundled together. This is still going to be a very small slice of the pie for the foreseeable future. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, and I, I think this is just going to be another way that they can justify continuing to spend more is my expectation for the next year. If I'm a sports right holder, this is great news. So one more. If you are, a, let's say you're a, a big Walt Disney investor, the stock mm. bumped a, a little bit. ESPN is obviously critical to Walt <laughs> Disney's business and, and always a, 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 a rumor or a thought about possibly spinning mm-hmm. it off. Um, ESPN has talked a lot about going direct to consumer. It has not done it directly yet. Does this affect the plans there? What do you think this means for for outside of this joint venture? What ESPN's kind of role in sports media continues to be? Yeah, I think it's a great toe in the water for them, right? To see what the interest is in a direct-to-consumer product that includes the ESPN networks without having to go all the way and without having to go all the way, having it flop, and then investors are like, oh, what are we left with, right? So this is a way to kind of go halfway. Uh, If it doesn't work out, they can say, hey, we're going to, do ESPN direct consumer next year. It's going to be cheaper. Uh, we're going to market it better. You know, it, it kind of gives you a fallback plan. I think if this doesn't work well, uh, is how I imagine they're they're thinking about this to some degree. Uh, but it, it it doesn't solve the underlying issues that you're competing on one hand with Amazon, Apple, and Netflix, who have massive amounts of money, increasing growing of number of subscribers, uh, who feel like they don't need ESPN because they have entertainment. And then on the other hand, you have these leagues that you're trying to negotiate with who are asking for more money than ever in part because of these tech competitors and you have fewer and fewer subscribers to work with so that's the massive problem this doesn't solve that problem um and 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 i don't i don't think i don't know if that problem can be solved one of the interesting things i think about about thinking about these three companies is just how different they treated streaming 
in the past yeah, absolutely. F- five years that ESPN started ESPN Plus, did not do the DTC thing as we're talking about, but started mm-hmm. ESPN Plus and, and really made a push towards growing that, paying a lot for rights for it, even though it was losing money in the short term. Fox opposite. Fox was essentially notoriously did not even do the streaming thing at all, right? Mm-hmm. And there are people that thought they were crazy. There are people that think it was genius. It was and, genius. and I, and yeah, I want to yeah, get your yeah. thoughts on that. And then sure. in the in kind of in the middle there, Warner Brothers Discovery, which is going through the the the, the, the big merger acquisition of, of mm-hmm. the past few years, had uh, Bleacher Report live which report plus what was the what was the name of it br live br yeah. live um integrated into the new R. hbo R. app well, uh, kind of the the espn on one side diving directly in warner brothers discovery dipping a toe in the water and fox <laughs> staying away from it entirely now that we have a better glimpse of of, of one of the futures of of their sports products is does one mm-hmm. of these things look like a better approach do you think is the fox approach better is the espn approach better what, what do you what do you think looking back now Fox's approach is the cleanest, right? Which you have to appreciate, I think. They, they had a stance on the, the cable bundles where we make all our money. And again, Fox you know, Fox News is, is the most popular cable channel by viewing hours, I, I believe, or ESPN might be right there depending on the, the month. But so that they've always been tied into that. And so they've, they've said, we don't want to compete with that. that. That's where our money is made. You know, we're going to lean into live sports on Fox more than ever uh, and, and in terms of cutting other programming. And this does give them an option because it has been, it's been really interesting. I'm not, I don't subscribe to, to cable. Um, so for me watching When did you cut Fox, the cord? What, what, what year uh, did they lose so I, you? Well, I used to be a YouTube TV subscriber, if you count okay. that. And then I, I dropped that when they dropped MLB Network uh, at the beginning of the baseball season. I said, I, you know, if I'm not getting that, what am I getting? Gotcha. Um, and then I was curious to see this football season, what it was like. And, and Fox was in many ways the hardest games to watch, right? Because I, I had... Um, Peacock for the NBC games. I had Paramount for the CBS games. You get ESPN Plus for, for the Monday Night Football games. Uh, and, and Fox doesn't have that streaming option. So this gives them that, which I think is massive for them going forward. You know, the price point, again, is probably going to be too high to get people in the door for, for just a, a Caitlin Clark Iowa game on a Saturday night. It's my guess. Um, but maybe if you're a college football fan, you're going to need this. So that, I think, makes a lot of sense. The Warner Brothers Discovery, as you mentioned, is, is really interesting. You know, my sense from the outside there is that they're looking to monetize or capitalize on these rights any way possible. You know, they're sharing content with Netflix. They're like, hey, you guys are doing a sports bundle. Yeah, here's our sports <laughs> stuff. Pay <laughs> us if, if people come in, uh, have at it. Uh, they're, they're, they've also delayed that sports addition, make, charging people extra for sports on HBO Max. Um, and, and, and maybe this is part of that, too. Uh, and then, yeah, ESPN is, is, is the big one that you mentioned uh espn plus i would say was was a massive success compared to my expectations in terms of the number of people who signed up getting ufc making that into if you're a real sports fan you basically need espn plus at this point i think uh maybe there's a few pockets a few sports where you can get away without it um but this it's made it messy now right where that espn plus the assumption is going to be included as part of this bundle um so maybe you maybe what you're doing is just moving people from paying 12 dollars a month for espn plus to 40 dollars a month for everything which is great um and 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 maybe that's the direction they go in but it is it is messy and at some point they're gonna have to sit down and say what's our strategy what's we have to make everything available and and, and what price point can we do it and not destroy the business that we have one of the interesting conundrums i feel like of this industry is that it's kind of impossible to iterate or innovate without cannibalizing the legacy part of your own business right and at least Mm in Viewed through that lens, Fox, as you said, I think "clean" might be the right word here. Comes out the cleanest, mm-hmm. right? They're they're not cannibalizing their own streaming service to 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 do this, right? It's not. And mm-hmm. I am curious what and, and and what you think 
the effect this has on ESPN Plus's subs- subscribers, right? And I assume mm-hmm. these things are going to stay standalone in addition to to this. Do they disappear That's as standalone? Assumption. Yeah. So if they st- yeah. if yeah. they if they kind of run in parallel tracks, I assume a lot of ESPN Plus subscribers are going to jump to whatever this new thing is because they mm-hmm. want all the sports at a, at a lower price point. Um, but is is there risk here for these companies of of losing out on better economics of standalone versus bundling them, or I mean, obviously it's a consideration, but but I, I do wonder about that as well. I think at this point the standalone economics are just not there, yeah. right? Like I, I I don't unless you're Netflix, right? Netflix being the the the, the exception that approves the rule, and Netflix in many ways is becoming its own bundle, right? Like they're bundling in games, they're bringing you live, they're bringing you uh, movies, like they're trying to be their own bundle. Uh, and for everybody else, I, I don't think the economics are there standalone. Um, and, and, and that's how it's going to be. It's just too hard to get people to sign up, to stay, uh, to pay money when there's so much other content out there that's cheaper. So, um, yeah, yeah I was, so just to unpack that for a second. So the, the, yeah. the, the way bundle pricing, at least the way I understand it, is these things will be cheaper as a group of three than they ostensibly would have been separately. So for, But you have to buy all exactly. three. So for all of these, right. for each individual, they are lowering the price of their product. But you're saying the argument is just that the the way more people buy this product, the, the addressable market becomes way bigger, and as a result, the economics in the bundle are better for them than this the solo economics, which, as you said, are actually fundamentally just not just not working right now. Yeah, I think that's the hope. Yeah. And again, I don't I don't expect you know YouTube TV has eight million subscribers. I I don't think the numbers are, are out there. I think League Pass, MLB, the, these kind of league services are probably less than that in in the three to five million range. That would be to me, you know, not 60 million, but 6 million would be my guess on where this kind of nets out. Like, it, it's not a massive number of people, but it, it's just, it's as, as the Fox folks said, it's a creative, right? It's just extra. It's just 6 million extra people who weren't signing up for cable. Uh, maybe that 6 million comes from people who had ESPN Plus, but again, Fox and, and, and WBD don't have that sports standalone. So so it is just, it's just extra. Um and so that's how I think they would be looking at it from the economic point of view. I got another uh, close your eyes for you. If the, if this group <laughs> came to Jacob Feldman, the executive search firm, and we're like, mm. we need somebody to run this business. Yeah, um, yeah, right. right, maybe right. If you have if you have specific names, great. But 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 who do you? What what, what is the profile of the? Per- do you want a legacy TV cable executive? Do you want a new media? Do you create some kind of cabal of of executives from all three of these <laughs> to to vote as a, as a triumvirate? I, I, I'm curious how you think leadership of this group goes, given how many balls are are in the air. Yeah, and that you know we talked about the the price question and, and the product question i think the leadership question is maybe the one we'll get answered first mm. hopefully um you know the first name that comes up for people yesterday is, as people were talking about is jason Kalar, right who used to run hulu which is in many ways similar to this business um in that it was a conglomeration of multiple entertainment companies pooling some of their their, their o- originally services, was, their rights. right yeah. originally right and it's, it's slowly turning away <laughs> turning away from that vision yeah. um which you know maybe portends how this will go we shall see um but that that's the name that comes up because because it is as you mentioned it's going to be a lot of managing up because this is going to be overseen by the executives of fox warner brothers and espn disney so you're going to have to manage their expectations while trying to get consumers on board so yeah my, my first thought would be somebody who has experience with that kind of uh, mm. situation. And then it would be somebody who runs a streaming service, whether that's, you know, the folks in, in charge of, of Peacock Sports, whether that's the folks um, at Netflix at, at the higher end, whether it's somebody from, from Amazon um, or, or Apple who understand how you sell a streaming service, 
how you build a streaming service because that that i think we haven't touched on the the tech the distribution and the marketing aspects of this but i think those will be as important as anything youtube tv is a massively marketed service right they sponsor the nba finals the world series they're everywhere that the sunday ticket deal is largely youtube tv marketing deal in many ways you have to really put this out in front of people make it clear what it is why they should want it uh you know the number of sports fans again that are dying for this kind of product and are going to sign up day one i don't think is massive mm. Uh, and and so the, I would be looking for somebody who thinks they can put the story together for sports fans of why they need this product compared to the so many other options, one of which is just tuning out sports. That's interesting. I, I um, it seems to me like a bundled service makes the marketing in some ways easier, right? Like the another one of the benefits of bundle economics is that you have. Mm-hmm three huge media companies who are right. equally and we'll incentivized see how much they push perhaps, it. Yeah. or all incentivized in some capacity to to market mm-hmm. the, a single product. And that actually feels And that'll like be really interesting. A, right. Is this going to be marketed on Fox during Michigan, Ohio mm-hmm. State in, in the fall? Like, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. And, and, and that is a question that they'll have to, again, that goes back to kind of the managing up and down of just how, pri- how much priority they're going to put on this. And, and, and I think that remains to be seen and, and sorted out. And we can start, as we start to hear executives talk about how this came together and what their vision is, I think we'll get a sense of who has kind of more eggs in this basket. I, I want to go back to actually something you said a, a couple of minutes ago, because I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. This is very much the original Hulu business model, right? It was a kind of a combination of, of IP and, and, and 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 assets from a bunch of different companies, and as you said, they've they've gotten away from. I don't know exactly. Is, has Disney bought out Comcast stake or is about to? They're in the in process the, of negotiating process. that. But yeah. Hulu moved away from that business model. Is there something we should take from from that story <laughs> that that this was a model that was tried and then shifted away from by by Disney and Hulu, uh, or is it apples and oranges and and not even worth kind of pulling <laughs> those threads? No, I, I think the similarities are there and they are interesting. So so Hulu, you know, like you said, was largely on-demand content at launch. They've since added a live TV product. But yeah. the idea was we have all these shows, Saturday Night Live, your, your sitcoms, all the shows people used to watch on TV when people watch TV. Uh, and, and what do we do with them? And, and we could just give them all the Netflix. But I think they saw that had some risks. Um, and so like, oh, we'll just build our own service. We won't worry about the back end. We can all kind of pool resources. So that was that. And, and so, yeah, there is a world where in, in three years, you know, the, the reason that fell apart is every company said, oh, actually, we want to do this ourselves, particularly, you know, Peacock, which was a big Comcast, was a big backer of that and decided we'd rather build our own service. And, and Disney Plus has obviously built their own service. And so it, it became no one's kind of primary thing and, and, it, and it fell away. Um, and, and so we'll see if, if that is the case here. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if in two years there is, you know, we're back to a world where ESPN is 10 bucks, Fox is 10 bucks, Warner Brothers Discovery is 10 bucks. And you can buy any number of them, but they'd rather own the relationship than be in a bundle. It, it's really difficult business-wise to keep everybody happy mm-hmm. uh, together. But but if the outside looming threat of, of Netflix or Amazon or YouTube is big enough, maybe they can work together. Let's talk about fans for a second. I, I imagine that when yeah. this launches, I will probably be a, a subscriber. One of the mm. things that has frustrated me the most about losing cable it's not trying Mm -hmm. to figure out where to watch things it's like the inability to watch things simultaneously and i'm not i'm not breaking any new ground here people complain about this all the time but if there's two (laughs) sporting events on and one of them is i want to watch on espn plus and the other one is 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 only Mm -hmm. available on let's pick another one br live let's just say for for the sake of the conversation the 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 time it takes to switch between those two things is not an insignificant amount of time and it's it's not like on commercials bounce back and forth bounce back and forth between plays 
because um, it, it's actually a significantly worse experience. I, I am hopeful, mm-hmm. and I would expect, but if this, it, depending on how seamlessly they integrate all three of these groups' assets into yep. one platform, that to me is one of the huge benefits that sports fans will get is a an easier way to cross-platform watch. Not, not necessarily, but also learning about what's on what. But more importantly, in my opinion at least, being able to do things simultaneously in a way that right now is prohibitive or 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 uh, yeah yeah too difficult yeah no I'm, I'm glad you brought that up and and again i agree the experience part is going to be critical here but i would just go back to but let me, let me first start with, with taking that question on face value which, which i agree with and, and espn has done a tremendous job i think in, in the ui on their app in my opinion you know i have an apple tv so i can watch up to four espn streams at once mm-hmm. uh they generally know what i want to watch it's pretty well recommended um, you know, the, the, the quality is good, all that good stuff. So, so if they're building it on, on that backbone, building in some of the live, you know, my expectation is this will be like channels, right? So you're opening the app, you're picking channels. And, and so if they have the ability to watch multiple channels at once, it's really difficult, right? YouTube TV is experimenting with that. You still can't choose which multi-stream experience you want. They kind of have a preset option of these two games or these four games. Um, and so that's a technical challenge, but something that should exist in a year's time. Um, and then there's the guide aspect to it too, but this kind of gets to the point of it's not going to have all the games, right? So many sports fans, their, their, their main allegiance is to the local team that they're watching on their local network. And so in, in, in some ways, this just adds another kind of option to juggle between. And so this is really a platform problem. And, and this is a problem that's going to be solved in my opinion by Roku, Amazon, or YouTube, or possibly Apple. Hmm. Those are the places where you are actually watching TV, right? So if if this product, this not all-in-one streaming sports <laughs> streaming service, um, is available on YouTube, right, or YouTube TV, right? You know, you can buy YouTube TV, or you can buy YouTube TV Sports, right, or whatever they, you know, whatever name they want to call this, uh, and and you're built into an existing distribution process and exist like that. To me, I think will be have a higher chance of succeeding. Or even when you look at you know Roku is building with sports hubs, this is going to be built into a larger. At, at some point, it's the distribution platform's job, I think, to solve this exact problem. Uh, and that, again, is going to involve getting everybody to play on the same team, which is going to be really, really, really difficult. Are you one of these psychos that watches four sports games at once? Uh, yeah, you don't. You're, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm a single stream on mute, uh, typically. And what do you do during the commercials? You just sit well, there? yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm most of the sports I watch, I watch while doing something else, something else on my computer yeah. or my yeah. phone or just in my apartment. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I mean the, the, again, the, because bouncing back and forth is so difficult, but I think mm-hmm. if I had four games up on a single screen, I would <laughs> be unable to follow a single one of them, let alone, uh, <laughs> let, let alone multiple. I didn't even know that was an option. I, I, I watch most of my stuff on, on fire stick and may, honestly, maybe, maybe yeah. this is an option on fire that I, I don't even know. Um, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the ESPN plus that I use on, on that, I don't think you have that option. Oh. Right. I, be- I, th- I believe it's just Apple TV for now. Um, but yeah, and, and my preferred way of watching oftentimes is with some sort of whip around show showing all the games. So again, going back to my love of, of MLB tonight on MLB Network, having that up and then also having the game I'm watching. Right. And so I'm kind of keeping an eye on the league and then I'm watching my, my one game. Same with, same with Red Zone, which again is another for now absent uh, name here. But uh, folks will remember there was all that conversation about the ESPN and, and the NFL media potentially coming together that maybe makes some more sense here if you're thinking mm-hmm. about ESP, espn executives seeing a way to add red zone to this product becomes a lot more compelling potentially um so uh, yeah I, I, I that's my preferred method but 
uh, it is it is difficult, and and that's one of the really frustrating things about being a sports fan. Is you can't have a habit, a way of watching things, because my way of watching NHL and ESPN is great. It's all right there. My way of watching football is juggling between all these services and keeping Red Zone open on my phone. My way of watching basketball varies based on the night, based on whether they have the, the whip around show available. Uh, my way of watching tennis is often not watching tennis because it's on a hundred dollar a year tennis subscription that I don't sure. have. Like that, that's 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 life, and and this is going to make it a little better for a few people, but it's still going to be that way. Uh, so, so staying on this topic, in, in a world where this group expands beyond these three things, do you see it more mm-hmm. likely as we're bringing NBC into the fold or do you see it more likely as we're bringing Tennis Channel into the fold or we're bringing mm-hmm. NFL Network, in some, something that is, is way more specific and, and smaller? Which of those do you think is a more likely scenario in the, in the shorter term? I think the the latter is more likely, and, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it be an add-on option, which is what YouTube TV, how they handle it, right? You know, $40 a month, you get these three, you get 14 channels. Every additional channel is 5 bucks, whether you want MLB or NHL or NBA or, or NFL or tennis or your local, maybe your local one is, because that's the other part we haven't got into is, you know, these local teams are also largely going direct-to-consumer at kind of a 15 to $20 a month price point so you you take your 40 for this you add 15 for that you add six more for peacock because you watch european soccer uh and 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 so i i I think if they all work together on on a platform where you can jump between them and you know what's on or you know where it is and and it's 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 a fun way to watch sports that that's reasonable i don't mind paying 70 80 dollars a month for sports if you can give it all to me in a reasonable package and that's what youtube tv was and, and and could be that's what this potentially could be as well for, for sports fans out there who when this launches and and you seem to be saying something in the 40 to 50 dollar range that seems consistent with, mm-hmm. with what most people seem to be saying uh i think there's sports fans out there who are going to look at that and say my local rsa let's say nesson let's say they're up in your world right mm-hmm. I, it's yep. it's 30 dollars a month for nesson and, right. and it's forty dollars a month for all of ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brother Discoveries, uh, all their mm-hmm. assets. I- explain to sports fans why the local economics and the and the and the national streaming economics are just so very different in terms of what these things cost. Sure. I, well, the key factor with these regional deals to date is that they don't want to upset their cable distributors too much. You know, they don't want to offer this for ten bucks, and then it's harder to get carriage on their cable distributors that are paying them $8 per subscriber, including a lot of subscribers who don't pay for sports, uh, who don't watch sports, but pay for it rather, uh, which is the key distinction. Uh, so, so that is, I think, again, they're, they're making this option available, but they don't want this to be too popular. Um, and, and so that's why I think this could be interesting in an add-on way where maybe it's a smaller market of saying, if you have this national package, we'll give you Nesson for 10 bucks or, or, or eight bucks or 15. Uh, they may be forced into that world um, over time as the cable bundle falls apart. But, but, you know, it's also just, you know, you're, 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 you're building the same product, but for a smaller group of people because of these regional, uh, uh, distribution limitations, right? You can only watch Nesson in a certain period of, uh, certain part of the, the country. So that makes it more difficult to make money compared to if you're Fox, you can show it nationwide, you can show ads nationwide. It's just, you know, it's easier to pool viewers um, that way as well. And that, again, goes back to what we were saying before about standalone just being a really, really tough economic model. We're, we're running out of time here, but but you at one point mentioned that we hadn't gotten into the, the technical aspects here. Is, is there something that mm. I don't even know to ask that you think is, <laughs> is particularly interesting about who, who builds this or kind of what, what, what the back end 
relationships look like that 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 might be interesting for sports fans out there uh no i think a lot of that remains to be seen i believe in the release they said they're all going to pool together and work on this again disney has a, a massive um streaming tech part of their business already they bought um what was mlb advanced media to, to build the backbone of espn plus almost 10 years ago now um and so th- these companies know how to do it you know hbo max and, and discovery uh, have plenty of technical know-how. Uh, Fox owns Tubi. That you know, so so th- there is tech know-how in, in these buildings. It'd be interesting to see, you know, who they put on these projects and, and build them. And, and I am curious if this is just going to be, you know, just another app, or, you know, <laughs> or, or somehow built into you know something else, or, or how, how hard it is going to be um, to access. One of the one of the things I'm most curious about is, is the password sharing element mm, of this because it, it kind of goes yeah. unsaid in all these pricing conversations. If this is an account that I can share with four people then it becomes a lot easier to sell, right? $100 a year is very different than $40 a month. Um, and, and so that is going to be interesting. ESPN and Disney have been fairly lax with on the password sharing front uh, over time. I, I think that's tightening now, but that is going to be another, I think, crucial element that often goes unsaid when we're talking about pricing. But that, again, it's just like all these companies have slightly different thoughts on the best way to go about these things. Uh, it's been really, really interesting to see who wins out uh, for this one. What is the prevailing thought on on password sharing to, to, to end the show? Mm-hmm. Because I, I am I am very yeah. guilty of this. <laughs> I am sharing a lot of sure. my own and other people's passwords. Um, of course, and and it seemed like for a while a this citizen, was uh, you know? this was essentially like a, a bring people in and then bait and switch kind of thing. And that and and the longer mm-hmm. we go, where people don't seem to care about it, the more I wonder <laughs> if the switch ever happens or if it's just a lot of bait um yeah I, i'm curious if, if the the way the market thinks about when and if to switch over has changed at all in the last few years or if mm-hmm. the, the the numbers it's, aren't yeah quite it's moving it's moving for yeah. sure you know netflix is, is, is pushing is cracking down on this uh and wall street has responded fairly positively mm. um and so i, I think that's going to be a message to everybody else it, like you were saying it is it's just kind of that that secret button that all these executives have in the back like oh we need Five percent more subscribers. Let me hit that button. Boom! We'll convert them, and and our numbers will be great. So that that, but you know, you don't know exactly what it'll be. So it's kind of a mystery box for now. So that you can say, you know, to advertisers and everybody else, you know, we have all these subscribers that don't show up in our numbers. So it, it is a financial decision for them. And then because we're thirty minutes into a conversation about streaming, there's the whole piracy angle of this too, where, mm-hmm. where that to some degree is is not enforced as strictly as it could be, in part because people know that people watch that way and become fans that way and then maybe move to the other product so these again it's all political and it's all you know there's models to figure out some of this stuff but a lot of it is 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 personality and emotion uh and that's what makes this all so fascinating this has been great jacob Uh, i learned a lot from this i think our listeners probably did too (laughs) uh i would never say i'm I'm glad scott's not here but if there was one show Mm. for him to miss (laughs) i think the one breaking down this one uh was a good one uh he is jacob feldman he is sportico's new media new tech uh all all the cool stuff reporter you can find him on twitter at jacob feldman four i am eben novi williams you can find me on twitter at novi underscore williams the show is produced by aaron greenewald thank you very much to aaron sportico's digital media Media editor Cora Veltman would like you to know that you can follow the show at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.